0: There's really not a lot of, there's no like Minas Tirith, they don't show like a giant city like that, yeah. or there's no like huge battle. Minas Tidis Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Helm's Deep, there's another one. That's Christian always says. Minas 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 We need to go to Minas Tittis. <laughs> Welcome to A Cast With No Name. We are your hosts, I'm Jay. And I'm Matt. This is episode 41. This episode, we'll be discussing the question, is Blade Runner really that good? But first, don't forget to visit our website, castwithnoname.com, where you can see the rest of our episodes uh, going back to the beginning, and you can comment, write to our email, all that good stuff. So, uh, this starts the beginning of a new series that will kind of bounce back and forth along with our top fives that we do. Is something really that good? Is something really that bad? Uh, The first one is uh, Blade Runner. Is Blade Runner really that good? No. All right. Join us next time as we uh, dive down into romance. And I'm just kidding. (laughs) um, So I've. This is the first time I actually watched it.
0: Right. You've mentioned that you've fallen asleep multiple times trying to. Yeah. Trying to. To just grind your way through the viewing experience of Blade Runner.
1: Yeah, and uh, um, and even this time, I did not fall asleep, but I did have to watch it in two sittings. Wow. Um, just because I got, I think I got about, I paused it, and I was like, "Oh, I'm halfway through. All right, good stopping point." And uh, I think it was like right after he, uh, uh, right after he killed the first replicant the the stripper Le- or the leon oh wait no, no you're no, right no, torah no, yeah torah Tora. um and uh joanne cassidy uh from six feet under is how i know her um really yeah she plays what uh she, play? yeah. she plays brenda's mother um which it's been is, so long since i've seen that show yeah it's uh oh god nathan's girlfriend's mother okay uh yeah
0: chenna yeah, that scene in particular, so I, I dove into the, the bonus features because oh. I have the final cut, and they were talking about how painstaking it was to make that scene.
1: Oh, that, yeah, because that was one of the last things that they shot, yes. wasn't it? Yes. And did they, did they have a stunt double? Multiple. Multiple?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and yeah she went well she i mean they they, probably, re- they reshot it in 2007 for the final cut she, they brought joanne cassidy back in oh green really? screen and de-aged her a little bit oh wow yeah to make it look right i did not i know haven't that. seen the actual theoretical version so i don't know what the original one looked like it had to have been bad theoretical or theatrical did i say theoretical no yes you did <laughs> <laughs> i meant theatrical well it is theoretical We're hard
1: because well I mean, so I, now this is going to be a question I was going to ask you, too, is what mm. version did you see? Because Okay, yeah. Do you, are you aware of how many versions there are? Uh,
0: I think that is still unknown. I'm, I think there's like eight or nine. All right, so there's there's some places say five. Of
1: course, some of this, like, all right, so you have the work print prototype, which I call bullshit. Work prints that every movie has a work print. Yeah. Um, That they kind of do test audiences and stuff like that. There's a version, uh, San Diego sneak peek version Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that they showed to get another um, kind of advice or survey crowd to see what it was. Then you have the U.S. theatrical release uh, with the voiceover narration and all that stuff. Uh, Then you have the international theatrical release came out in the same year. That is more violent. And hmm. um, it's also known as the quote-unquote Criterion Edition because that's the edition that came out for um, Laserdisc, the Criterion okay. Blade Runner version. Then you have the U.S. broadcast version, <laughs> uh,
0: which... The TNT version? <laughs> yeah, the it's
1: a CBS. And <laughs> uh, no profanity or nudity, all that stuff. Um, then you have the 1992 Director's Cut which is technically not the director's cut because they didn't ask Ridley Scott about it. They kind of hmm. recut the movie based on his notes of what he initially wanted to do.
0: So he he had no input into the actual cut, uh, and except it, for the notes.
1: Correct, except for the notes. And then you have the 2007, the final cut, which is where he reshot some footage yep. and, um, and then toyed with some scenes uh, to make it how he initially wanted it to be. Uh, so I myself also watched the final cut because uh, I think it was on Hulu. And and as soon as I pushed play, it's was like, oh, the final cut. I was like, the final cut? Shit. I was like, which one should we? I was like, and I'm try- I was what if trying we watch the different I was of- trying to think back. I was like, which one did I see? And I think I saw, or sorry, which one did I fall asleep to twice Um, I think was the director's cut. Okay. Because I had graduated college in 2006. So it wasn't the final cut that I saw. It had to have been more than likely the director's cut. Um, and that one still
0: had the narration in it, right? Uh, it
1: did not. Um, I believe they removed the narration and, um, it might've popped up in something, but, uh. Yeah, it removed uh, Deckard's 13 explanatory voiceovers.
0: Yeah, I remember the first time I ever watched this, I was probably in my early 12, 11, 13-ish age range. I remember Harrison Ford's narration. I do mm-hmm. remember that. And um, I do think it's the right decision not to have it because you don't really need it.
1: Okay, so I so this is the first time I watched it where I paid attention. <clears throat> Uh, I, I felt like it needed a narration. You did, yeah, because I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And um, I was like, you know, it would kind of help just to uh, add a little, because I like the the story is very sparse. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not much story. It's they bring back Deckard, uh, yeah. who was a Blade Runner who hunts replicants, and they bring him back because he's the best.
0: Yeah, for the for it, the people that haven't seen Blade Runner, which I'm sure there might be some. Which that go watch, to this. yeah.
1: I mean, go watch Blade Runner because there's some fucked up, not fucked up, but it's just weird stuff that we're going to be talking
0: about. Yeah, it it'd probably help. So I'll do a synopsis. Yeah, of the I'll movie. do a synopsis. So essentially, it's 2019 in Los Angeles. We've created AI slash androids or whatever, and we use them to as slave labor off world to colonize or mine or do whatever industrial work we want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, four of them decide to grow a conscious, hijack a ship, uh, free themselves, and then t- hightail it back to Earth to kind of try to blend in. But as you watch the movie, you realize they're trying to figure out how to how to get around this expiration fall safe that the engineers have had for AI. So replicant, they're called replicants, by the way. In the movie, and there's a fail-safe to where there's a four-year lifespan, mm-hmm. and then they just they just pass away. Yeah,
1: And the reason for the four-year lifespan is that they start to, even though they are programmed with emotions, they start to develop their own emotions mm-hmm. at around that time, and then they become unpredictable. And Correct. And to kind of curtail that, they
0: just, they just shut, shut out. Shut out. Yep, pretty much. Um, and Deckard, played by Harrison Ford, is a Blade Runner which Blade Runners retire replicants.
1: Yeah, and retire is just the euphemism of killing them. Right, Early, before their expiration date. Correct. And like you
0: said, Deckard comes in because he's the best.
1: Yeah. He's the best. Eating his Chinese food. (laughs) That's right. And uh, eating his noodles. And he gets pretty much kidnapped. And hey, uh, these four people. Meanwhile, there's like two Blade Runners standing behind him. Two Blade Runners come and pick him up. Correct. Because apparently he is... Uh very he's, good at it.
0: He's the only one.
1: Even though there's nothing in the movie that explains no, why not, he's not a special thing. compared to anybody else.
0: Well he's Harrison Ford. He's, he's so Harrison handsome yes. and rugged.
1: Uh he received top billing above Edward James almost. So that's that's he what did. He um so
0: But that is the movie. Yes. In a nutshell. Yep. It's just him tracking down these four replicants. Yeah. And that's it.
1: And you said you've seen this before. It, like yep, twelve, thirteen. You saw the narrate narration. Version. Yes,
0: I do remember the narrated portions of the movie, yes. Okay.
1: And then how often have you seen this one?
0: I've seen this is like I think my third time seeing this one. Okay. Yeah. Cause I watched it when I first bought it uh like ten years ago, and then I watched it before Blade Runner twenty forty nine, mm-hmm. and then I I just watched it okay. two days ago. Um
1: I guess what are you you have more experience with it sure what are you, and you have more of a history with it so i'm eager <laughs> to hear yes. like your opinion and all yeah. that jest.
0: it's a really weird movie uh in that it depends on the mood i'm in because mm-hmm. the first time i watched the final cut i wasn't in the mood for a slow burn noir movie mm-hmm. so i had the similar experience where i was just bored out of my mind and you know it was okay. Yeah, I didn't get what the hubba was about. Mm-hmm. But then when I watched it two days ago, I was fully anticipating a slow burn with you know tone and atmosphere and just the noir vibe and just you know engross yourself in with the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And I liked it, but I didn't. I still like Twenty Forty Nine better. Mm-hmm. But uh, I liked it more than I remember liking it. But I still, I still don't think it's a a just a masterpiece that everyone applauds it for.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, I went into this fully uh, expecting to be bored out of my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, And I tried to go into it still with an open mind, even though I was aware of like, okay, this is just going to be two hours that you sit. And I, I don't think it's a masterpiece either. Um, but I can understand why people like this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't, because this had, this had a following before the final cut. Yep. Um, And the director's cut is very similar from what I can tell, like as far as tone, like no voiceover. I mean, kind of similar presentation. Um, I can understand what people dug about this movie. Um, I'm not sure if I could say the same thing for the theatrical release because the theatrical release when it came out it was it did not do well. Um, it came out the same year as e t and a couple other ones it just it just did not do well. Tootsie. yeah, Tootsie. <laughs> uh, um, the talented Mr. Ripley
0: chalk a lot the <laughs> well, I think it yeah, it came out at a time right after Empire Strikes Back. And everyone was trying to capitalize on the sci-fi, mm-hmm. and they're like, "How do we make a? How do we make Star Wars for adults?" Yeah,
1: and i I understand why people like this one. It, it, it's a very, I could see it being a comforting movie, mm-hmm. like um, something you definitely watch when it's raining out because it rains all the time in this movie. It's all Which, it does that was that was what I was wondering how long the movie took place, like the span. Yeah. Like, was it one day, two days, three days? Because it doesn't stop raining. And then I was wondering, well, shit, if this is a week, like, what, what the hell happened? That it's Seattle. It's, it's raining all the time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, well, even the scene where there's the sun and they have to draw the shade mm-hmm. out, as he's interrogating Rachel, even then the day it, the day is dark. Yeah. With the sun beaming. Mm-hmm. It's very or deep. maybe
1: it's just smog and or something else. And maybe or, that's
0: why they're colonizing off planet because the world is just dying. Sure. Who knows? Um,
1: But there's a lot of... There's a lot of feeling and mood in this movie, and I could see people getting into that. Mm-hmm. I don't see people. I don't. I don't. I feel like there's not much story there, um, and
0: it's not a complex story. It's not by any stretch. And for sure, I think
1: it tried to be a complex story, but it failed miserably at that. And that's the. I mean, there's a ongoing before 2049. There was a theory of um, is Descartes. Um, Harrison Ford's character a replicant replicant. and I was watching this um, and spoiler alert for 2049 he's (laughs) not (laughs) because I was watching this movie the final cut to where it kind of Ridley Scott always wanted Deckard to be a replicant why I don't know it he didn't do anything to the story or didn't he didn't develop the story or the plot in such a way to where That would be kind of like a, oh, twist, Hmm. Uh, because I think a more interesting story would be Descartes, which I think the original, which was probably what the attention was for the original story was for Descartes to actually start showing empathy for these replicants. Right. But even that they really didn't even do that well to where it's just like, oh, it's my job. okay I'll do it. And then, oh, but but he likes Rachel because she's hot. And I mean, it's like, it's like monster. Was it when Billy Bob Thornton overcomes racism by banging Holly Berry? That's how you overcome it. Yeah. That's not not a very tall order. (laughs) Um, but so I, I feel like the movie, that's its major shortcoming. And it wasn't, I mean, it's a cool world. The production design, the cinematography, all of that's done really, really well. The music's great. Um, the effects. I mean, everything's good. the The nonsensical spotlight shining everywhere. The fact that no one has a a desk light or a, a lamp in their house. It's all candles. Yeah, <laughs> all candles and just shit shining from the street.
0: Yeah, the rich guy Tyrell is lighting his whole master bedroom with candles. <laughs> Makes sense.
1: Um, but yeah, the actual story structure. There's there's no story there, and I and that's the weakest part of the movie, and probably why. I fell asleep two out of three times I tried to watch this, or three out of four times.
0: Yeah, I mean, you wa the movie is geared more towards just like film buffs in terms of cinematography, production design. It's not like a screenwriter's wet dream yeah. to analyze the ins and outs of the dial I mean, it's there's like one, and even the best line in the movie is ad libbed by Rucker Horror. Mm-hmm. He ad libbed the line. Yeah, it didn't come. From, you know, it didn't come from the writers, so.
1: Yeah, wasn't planned out. Mm. Like, the only thing I feel like was planned out was the the sets. Yeah, the costumes. I mean, the, the miniatures are amazing. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's really good. Um, for for nineteen eighty two, it's pretty incredible. A lot of the shots I got where I was, it, it's very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um.
1: But yeah, the, I mean, there, there's. It felt very artsy but there's just not a lot there and i think a lot of fans and i'm not shitting on people that really like this movie because people would i, I just remember people going back and forth oh deckard's a, deckard's a replicant oh no he's not he's not because of this oh he is because of the there's not enough to debate like i'm watching yeah. it and i'm like yeah, he's not a fucking replicant and they're like oh he put a unicorn down because of a of a dream scene, like I didn't even know that was a fucking dream because the the way this was edited is not done well. To Wait, where what dream? What are you talking about? He's well, he's sitting there playing his piano, yeah. and there's like a quick shot of a a unicorn. Oh yes, just random shit that matches up with all the other random shit in this movie that you have yeah. no bearing on other than the fact that other than listening to an interview or finding out, oh, that's a dream sequence from somebody else. I had no idea that was a dream sequence. I thought he was imagining something. I was like, because I was sitting there watching it, he's plugging away on the piano, trying to, th- and I and I thought he was thinking about um, like how to catch how to catch the first replicant, like how to how to kind of solve this mystery or go about it. And then all of a sudden, he starts thinking of a unicorn. Apparently, he was asleep during that. And I'm like, okay. So, and then when yeah, they didn't Edward really. Edward James almost yeah. puts down the origami. Mm-hmm unicorn that's supposed to signify oh he's aware of his memories Deckard's a replicant and that's where that whole thing comes from to where the original no I mean it's there's not enough there it's like it's like he wanted that but the studio was like no don't do that even the right the screenwriters which didn't read the original story (laughs) because they didn't want to have it that much of an effect they just kind of like wrote about like this situation kind of a thing he was never meant to be a replicant
0: and well in the final cut it's not even the origami scene it's the scene where rachel's in the apartment and she asks him i can't remember what she asked him exactly and then he goes behind her and then he's kind of out of focus and then he leans in and says "I, i would run away if i were you or whatever the line of dialogue is and you can look at his eyes and he's got like an amber yeah tinge to it if there's any clue of whether or not he's a replicant it's just that in, that in mm-hmm. particular it's not referencing a dream sequence or a line of dialogue it's just that little visual nod maybe because they throughout the whole movie uh you know when someone's a replicant if they have that amber glow in their eye it mm-hmm. Ra- happens to rachel throughout the movie leon happens to batty i think yeah torah priss all of them it, there's the amber twinge in your eye yeah and
1: i that may w- and even just him being a replicant. That might be an interesting way to take the story, but they don't
0: they don't do anything with it. Right. Well, it's more interesting if he wasn't and he fell in love with a replicant. That's that's the story. Knowing that she's only going to live for like three more years. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Knowing that. um, Oh, here you have a character who just executes artificial intelligence cyborgs. And has no empathy about it whatsoever. But then he meets somebody and falls in love. Like that's, it's like the dances with wolves of whatever kind of a thing. Um, <laughs> and that, that's a story. Um, him, whether or not, oh, he was, what, maybe he was a replicant. That, that's not interesting. Right. But the other part of that, too, is I really didn't care about Deckard as a character mm. like the whole climax with him being chased by uh, Batty. Batty
0: could care less I I was like <laughs> there was no tension there
1: Yeah, and I I wasn't shown enough about Deckard's character to make me care um, because and, and that's why I thought maybe there should have been some narration because there should have been something that hooked me to his character now I know there was narration before and it was god awful but that still doesn't negate the fact that maybe there should have there should have been something else if not narration because it is a noirish yeah film um and that's typically a trope they use as the narration or the voiceover but even if they didn't have that something that kind of made you care for that character more because i really i, I didn't feel like i got to know him at all other yeah. than the fact that Oh, he has the hots for Rachel. Like, oh, I got ya. Yeah. And now he won't let her leave. And he wants to. Uh, yeah.
0: Hey, what did you think of that scene?
1: Force bang a robot. And you're <laughs> not leaving. Yeah. Tell me you love. Well, me. I, I paused it. And uh, yeah. T- tell me to put my hands on you. I was like, Jesus, Harvey. Yeah, calm down. Calm down.
0: <laughs> yeah. Did Weinstein write this?
1: <laughs> I was like, I know it's a robot, but come on. Mm. I'm, like, I'm pretty sure they'll. they'll I like-. want you to kiss me. Yeah.
0: Um, I love you. It, oh, it, Jesus. It's like,
1: uh, I I didn't feel it. I, I get, I, I, get I get what you're saying.
0: I get what you're saying because I think what they were going with was with the climax with Batty and Deckard. You're trying to they they want you to root for Deckard because he, Rachel's still there, and if Deckard dies, what's going to happen to Rachel? So they want you to care for the outcome of Rachel because she is like an innocent bystander in all this. So you okay? We need we need the audience to root for Deckard to live so that. He can go reunite with Rachel and they can run off together into the sunset and it's all happy and nice. Mm-hmm. But you're right. You don't know enough about Deckard to, in any capacity, to like root for him to survive. In the you, whole you're scene, kind of rooting for Batty a little bit. It's like, yeah, just kill it. You know, they it, fucked you over. Kill him.
1: The whole scene, though, when, when Batty and Deckard were going at it, I didn't even think about Rachel because I was like, oh, she'll there probably be fine.
0: Because they didn't develop her all that much. Well, yeah.
1: It's they didn't develop their
0: relationship
1: that much, yeah. and it was just like a miss. It was a missed opportunity, and I think I don't know if Ridley Scott was trying to be more artsy for his own good um, when he was making this movie because there's a lot of shots that could have been trimmed back. It's a two-hour movie that probably could have been with what's there an hour and a half. Um, the granted some of it's the pacing, it's the I get it, but they, they, they should have added more um character development for Deckard. Rachel I thought was a good character because I almost fell in love with her immediately. Um and but I wasn't associating Deckard with oh I hope Deckard gets out of the situation so he can go back and protect Rachel. Mm. It because Rachel was just kinda off by herself anyways, and then you have um
0: They did have a bounty out for her though. At they the did, end.
1: but then they were just like, all right, four replicants. There's, there's another one. Like, what the fuck are these other guys doing that they can't find
0: somebody else to, somebody track, them else
1: to track them down? I was like, they're still relying on Harrison Ford. So I guess maybe I wasn't <laughs> that worried because, yeah, he told her to run or like, oh, so I won't find you, but someone else will try and all right. find you.
0: Well, they've established that they have Blade Runner units. Yeah. It must happen all the time. So you're right. Why would you, why would you have one person designated to to hunt all these yeah. replicants down and what she do does not make sense
1: why why'd she have to be hunted down is it because she left the office
0: she didn't finish yeah i don't know like she, she, didn't, she, she didn't... was just
1: walking around the street <laughs> i don't know like no, no one knows because there's that's not there's no story there to like there's things don't lead to the next thing to where uh well like af- after the baddie and then you have edward james almost like oh it's a shame she, he says some line. Um, none of us have long to live, anyways, or it's a shame none of us have long to live, especially her, or something like to that. It's too
0: effect. bad she's not going to live. Yeah, something. But who who does? Or yeah, something. but
1: who really does? And then he walks off into the distance. I was like,
0: how does he know that she's with Deckard? Because he went. To Deckard's apartment Saw Rachel there Because that's what the origami was there At the last scene When he picks up the origami He realizes that Oh the guy was here And he checked in on her And didn't do his job No Of he, capturing her No he let her go Why That's a good point I don't know <laughs>
1: Because the story is not
0: there <laughs> Because Edward James almost <laughs> is a replicant <laughs> And he felt sympathy for her Everyone
1: no, Everyone's a replicant No one's human <laughs> Except
0: for the poor bastard That got his eyes gouged out <laughs> Speaking of that, one one, uh, hang up with this movie I had was like, okay, so it's 2019. They got AI. They got all this technology, flying cars. They haven't developed LASIK. Like Tyrell, the guy, has Coke bottle glasses. Yeah. It's like you think that, okay, let's just take these bad boys off. Or or a
1: remote control to turn off replicants. Something. You had programmable (laughs) garage door openers in the 80s. Right. You definitely could have had a programmable, Right. oh, replicants are going out and about, well... Hit a button. Oh, that takes care of it. Yep, you're right. Or log into... <clears throat> oh, I mean, some of that's internet-based, but not out of the realm of possibility. Networks did exist back then. Right. But then you wouldn't have a story.
0: But. Yeah, explain that some other way. So, or... Uh, uh, what was I going to... Oh, yeah. Some other way of identifying a replicant than intense. In Interrogation with with questions yeah, and a thirty question setting up thing a, setting up the uh, the eye thing or whatever so you can see you can measure the dilation or whatever stay still it's like hey, hold on let me, let me you know like behind the ear or something oh yeah it's a replicant yeah <laughs> something
1: I guess that's the other nod to uh, Deckard possibly being a replicant is when Rachel asked uh, Deckard like have you ever taken the test and he didn't respond mm. to where I almost wanted him to. And to have him be like, no, because I'm a fucking human. And then it goes to
0: sleep. (laughs) Turn off. Where's the off button? Um, Yeah, he's like, I asked the questions here, Rachel. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I I think you're right. The the biggest flaw is the screenplay. It's really, there's not that much meat to it. The character development's not all that great. But, but, you know, really, Scott didn't write it. He had a vision, obviously. His vision's there. Mm-hmm. I mean, the world building's pretty, pretty sweet. Um, yeah, and that's... After I got
1: done watching it, I will say it made me want to watch... Immediately want to watch 2049. Because yeah. yeah. now, I know what the fuck's going on, kind mm-hmm. of. Kind of. And I like that aspect about it. I After I got done watching this movie, I was surprised more sequels weren't made because there's such potential to have more stories in that world. Um, whether it be the same characters or different characters. Like I think it was a very interesting world that they created. Um, as long as they explored, I, th- I feel like relationships between man and machine. Um, but I, I, I feel felt like there was a lot of potential. I could see why they didn't make more of them because if this wasn't that successful when it came out. I mean,
0: yeah, well, it's not Star Wars yeah but the action I mean the action scenes are not you know that mm-hmm. elaborate at yeah. all. They're not like high intense. they're not quick cuts. I or did like, like that. explosions and of that stuff's going on. I did
1: like the scene uh, was it Leon yeah and Deckard, when Leon pops out of nowhere and starts fighting Deckard, and mm. Harrison's Ford reaction during that entire uh, altercation. Is like you could see the fear yeah. in his face, like oh shit. <laughs> like because he's getting thrown around and just he realizes how fragile he is compared to uh one of these people. Reason number one that He's
0: not a replicant. He's not a replicant. <laughs> 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 He'd be able to fight back. Yeah.
1: yeah. He'd probably be a little
0: bit heavier than 160 pounds. Right. Right. <laughs> um, but but who does who does uh stunt work and like Acting like he's getting his ass beat better than Harrison Ford, man. Mm. That guy. He really knows how to do that. Yeah.
1: It's um. Yeah, I, I thought as
0: Oh, and another question. Why would these four even want to kill Deckard in the first place?
1: That's the thing. Like
0: Why and... would they even want to resort to outing themselves?
1: Uh, and why would they be It's like they all like just went their separate ways, right? Except, well, you had Joanne Cassidy who went her separate way. I was a tour. She was like,
0: "Screw this! Uh, I don't want to live. I'm gonna gonna be a a stripper." stripper.
1: (laughs) Zora, yeah, (laughs) I'm gonna earn my living. Um, Yeah, just randomly there. Which, yep. If I, oh Jesus, she's just. She's like, I'm on. I'm an OnlyFans. She's stripping, living life. Got to kill her. (laughs) Too dangerous. (laughs) Too dangerous. (laughs) Kill, Kill the stripper first.
0: That's another good point. Not My, not is, a
1: poor James uh Wong <laughs> or James Hong uh which that guy mm. that guy has been 80 forever. Forever. Like he looked old in this, which I'm sure some of it was makeup. Mm-hmm. He looked old in Wayne's World Part 2 when he played Cassandra's <laughs> father. He looked old in Balls of Fury. He looked old and like he's been <laughs> he's he's always old. I, he
0: sounds old in Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. <laughs> Still coming
1: out with shit, though. Yeah. It's nice seeing him, though. But, um, but yeah, they kind of like went their separate ways. Like, I feel, I was like, what are are they supposed to be doing? I feel like there wasn't a lot of urgency there. Yeah. Maybe for Rutger Hauer, um, and, uh, Daryl Hannah, Hannah Priss, um, which I kind of liked her. Yeah. In it. Um, I, I think, like, all the replicant actors, did a good job. Um,
0: well, at least Pris had a purpose. She had a mission. Yeah, she had there to get close to... Uh, to Sebastian to get yeah. into Tyre. So, yeah, there was something... There was a plot there. Mm-hmm. Zora, there was nothing... She was literally just minding her own business, yeah. not doing anything. And then Leon, I don't, I don't even know what Leon was. He was just looking Following for Zora. Around. Yeah, he I, went no, with uh,
1: Batty to uh, James yeah. Chu's place with, where he made the eyes. Yep. Um, but, I mean... Of course they were kind of going around trying to figure out how do we live longer kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Um <clears throat> didn't feel like there was a whole lot of urgency behind that. But, no. So but um which is why I think the story could have been an hour and tighter. a tighter. Yeah, tighter. A little tighter. Um because I feel I mean they wanted it would have made a different kind of movie. It would have made it more of a I guess thriller and kind of um held by time like more of having the uh, scarcity of time, mm-hmm. the attention factor, as opposed to the slow burn, atmospheric, yeah, uh, it, mood setting could, thing. They
0: could have thought that, you know, it, the screenplay doesn't really matter all that much. We're gonna wow them with Visuals. how awesome this is gonna look, and that's the thing. Like, eh, like, uh, right?
1: Like, I, I, I like the movie, and I think that's why people like this is they like the mood, then they they wanted to be more in that world. I'm of the mindset, I, I'm of the same mindset, make it tighter, make them beg for to be more in that world. Don't give them everything in the world. Don't make it look like a National Geographic commercial, James Cameron, and making a three and a half hour movie to where you feel exhausted <laughs> and you're done with it. No, you just focus on the story, make the story tight. You have it in a cool world. You can still have the world building. You can still have the cool shots and the cool effects, but it's... Not blink as you miss it, but you get some establishing shots, but you, you, you serve it to the audience in a way that makes them crave it more. Mm. You don't let them bask in it to where, all right, what do we, all right, what is it? Okay. A car flying through the city, still flying through the city. (laughs) Don't know who's in the car. Whoa. Big giant eyeball. All right. Flame in the eyeball. Wait back to the flying car in the city. Okay. Flames in the distance. What the fuck's that? What is that? Oh, flames in the distance. It's dark. Atari Atari, <laughs> Atari billboard. Cool. Atari billboard. Uh, uh, Coca-Cola. Asian lady. Asian oh, lady. Asian, giant Asian lady face. Gi- giant Asian lady Coca-Cola billboard. <laughs> um, oh, there it is again. Same shot. Just there different. The car's moving differently. Yep, different angle. Yep. Yep. It's like they, they showed all their special. I get it. It's yeah. You, you want to show it off. Um, but I think a little bit goes a long way. It, yep. it makes people want to crave more. And I think if they made the story tighter, I think it would have been a little bit as better successful product um,
0: I think a good uh, analogy or not uh, not analogy example of what you're talking about don't you know don't for, I'm very crass blow your load on the first <laughs> the first movie yeah make him wanting more like Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring for example mm-hmm. there's really not a lot of there's no like Minas Tirith. they don't show like a giant city like that yeah. or there's no like huge battle Minas Turis yes <laughs> <laughs> Helms Deep. There's another one. So Christian always says like uh, Tittis. Tittis. <laughs> <Menace Tittis. laughs> We need to go to Menace Tittis. <laughs> it sounds better. It does. It sounds nice. like a city I want to go to. I really want to go to that city. <laughs> Bring a lot of money. Um. But yeah, it didn't. It didn't like. You know. Yeah, you had Shh. some cool sets. You
1: had you had yeah. Rivendell. You had some cool things. Mm-hmm. Um, like some cool map paintings or some like miniatures or whatever. But you but didn't get everything. Yeah, it, you're not focusing on rivendell for 30 seconds right you're yeah
0: you're not know, doing aerial shots of yeah it, zooming in and out of waterfalls and all yep. that shit yeah yeah Leave, giant yeah. giant flying coca-cola billboard mm-hmm. <laughs> <flies by. laughs> they did do that a lot in blade runner just that same asian lady face with like the coke banner at the bottom yeah. at different angles that was probably in there four times mm-hmm.
1: yeah because i saw the whole loop of the coca-cola ad and I was like, "Oh, I didn't see that part of the Coca Cola ad." And then I saw it loop back to the up. Oh, saw that part. All right, saw the whole loop. Oh, really? Whole loop of the ad. Oh, there you go. Um,
0: and but, but it is a cool world. Yeah, it is. Um, I it, mean, for nineteen eighty two, and you have to put it in context. Nineteen eighty two. Shit, I mean, the movie's over forty years old. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, the, oh, I, I think everything looks great. Yeah, it's like the biggest. It's the pacing and the story. I think it was. It would have been people would have been I think a lot more for this um at the time.
0: mind if I do a little sound by you. here, yeah, you ready sure. yeah, I'm ready, blow me away. Like, did you jizz in your pants? I'm coming. I was hey, going to say, love coming synth. to a decision. <laughs> you love and, this sim.
1: Can you blame me for falling asleep three times I know, trying it, to watch this? Like, it's, you it's could one literally, step above white noise.
0: You could fall asleep to that Yeah, easily. And, but do, do you like the score? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, the
1: music, I think, is great. It, and, I mean, it's
0: right up your alley. Yeah, I yeah, love Sim. Of course.
1: And it, it fits with the movie. It, um, <laughs> yeah, like I said, everything about this feels comfortable and feels like it was well thought out except the story
0: except yeah the screenplay all right i think that score is very unique it's very recognizable and uh van jealous
1: vangelis. vangelis i don't know I, I just said the other well he did
0: chariots of fire before this okay And then nothing after that. (laughs) Nothing after Blade Runner. So, yeah. Um, What did you think of William Sanderson? EB, baby, from from Deadwood.
1: Yeah. Uh, He's another person that has looked...
0: The same age? (laughs) The same
1: age for 30 years. Yeah. Um, And... Which yeah, there's a line in this movie, and we're like, "How old are you?" And he's like, "I'm 25." And I'm like, "Fuck you! You're not 25, <laughs> Jesus!" And then he made a comment. He's like, "I, I, my glands make me look like I've aged." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, okay. There, there we go."
0: Well, I looked it up. He was 38 when he made this movie, so <sighs> 38 look like he's 53. Yeah, he looks like he's 53.
1: It's all right. He's now in his probably 70s. Looks like he's 53.
0: 53. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So, but you and you, but this movie you can tell it's influenced so many other movies. Yeah, like when some scenes I'm like, oh, that's Dark City. Oh, and that's The Matrix. There's uh, oh, that's that's every Terry Gilliam. Yeah, movie I was gonna I've say Terry seen.
1: Gilliam. I felt a lot, especially in uh, EB's.
0: <laughs> yeah, in his apartment. Yeah,
1: EB's apartment. You have like all the weird. I'm uh, like, oh, this is automatons, Terry. Automatons. This is Terry Gilliam. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, because it was like very Brazil esque, Brazil esque.
0: Or uh, um, The Adventures of Byron Munchausen. That's exa- when I saw that, I'm like, that's mm-hmm. Byron Munchausen.
1: Which, if we actually did research, I wonder if we could find the same production designers or... Right, if we in looked into movies. it. If, if we took time out of our day to prepare for this yes. fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if we would find similar Well, it,
0: maybe it speaks to that we've seen so much shit that we're like, oh, that reminds me of that one movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, but you're probably right.
1: You can tell, um, yeah. There's definitely influence. The um, my my only gripe, I think, would be the lack of light, internal like interior lighting.
0: Yeah, there's none of that.
1: But you want your harsh shadows. I get it. It's you noir. Want you, Come on. Yeah, you want your your contrast and and then the random spotlights coming in through the windows at all times because it because there wasn't enough happening at times in the movie to where I saw these lights shining around, I'm sitting there. I was like, the fuck is that? Who would rent an apartment right next to like the damn spotlight, uh, dance. And because it looked like it's just like right outside the, like,
0: yeah, what,
1: what are all these lights? Um, granted it could be advertisement, but it's just, it felt slightly over the top at at times. I mean, just the random spotlights.
0: Yeah. Well, some of the scenes they didn't even need to have. There was one scene, and I think they were just trying to show off whatever effect they were trying to show off, Mm -hmm. where uh, Deckard is on the side of the the street, and another police vehicle flies in and is like, what are you doing here? He's like, I'm a Blade Runner. It's Deckard. Yeah. Leave me alone. Here's my badge number. I'm working. Yep, you're right. See you later. And then they zoom off. I'm like, what's the point of that scene? (laughs) Why why was that even in here? Hour and a half. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, cut it out. Don't need it. Um... But the producers are like, we got, we, we, we built spent these, all this money, we spent on, all this money it, <laughs> on this money, damn it. It's flying car, all the smoke machines. We're going to use it. You were in my
1: office for 45 minutes explaining me why this scene needed to be in there. You fucking put it in there. <laughs> we're doing it today, <laughs>
0: damn it. Do it live.
1: <laughs> Fuck it. Doing it live. Um, Yeah. I,
0: well, what did you think of the acting, though? The performances?
1: I thought the performances were good. Um, I thought um Sean Young. She was good. Was good. Harrison Ford, I liked it. I liked his interaction with Leon. I thought that was good. Other than that, he just kinda of felt like Harrison Ford. Yeah. Um Rutger Hauer. Uh I liked his scene with Joe Turkle. Uh Tyrell. Uh, mm, yeah. and Obviously, he was gonna Edward James almost wasn't in enough to really have a role. M-, M. Emmett Walsh is the same character he's always in, but
0: I I um, love M. M. Emmett M- Walsh though. Yeah.
1: The uh, <clears throat> I like James Hong's when he was freezing, like they pulled the uh, heaters away from his coat, and he's yeah, like, yeah, and um, yeah. I mean, it, I I feel like it was casted very very well. Um. But as far as standouts, I would say I like probably Daryl
0: Hannah
1: Rutger Hauer and Yeah, probably Sean Young.
0: Yeah. I would say I would say Ruckerhauer. Mm-hmm. Stole every scene. He was pretty much in But yeah, Daryl Hannah was really good too. Yeah,
1: he he does have a good presence in this movie. He looks
0: so I don't know, unique. Yeah. He just looks different than everybody else. He's got that giant head. hmm That platinum blonde hair. He kind of stands out. Yeah. hey, we need to find the six foot four Dutch <laughs> guy with, with the with a giant head and Dolph
1: Lungren's not a thing yet, but let's get <laughs> Rek Rick, <Ricker> Hauer.
0: <laughs> yeah, Leon's like six five. There like yeah. giant two giant guys walking the streets. In Chinatown. Yeah. <laughs> They're probably towering over everybody. Uh you gotta love stereotypes, you know? Yeah. But I, back to the whole reason why we're talking about this. Is it as good as, here, I'm looking it up now on IMDb. It is. 8.1. Rated 176 on IMDb's top 250 of all time. What's it ahead of? It is ahead.
1: While well, you looked at yeah. a little slight trivia, Rucker Hauer, this movie takes place in 2019. His replicant died in 2019. Rutger Hauer the actor, died in 2019. That's creepy.
0: Yeah. It creepy. was destined to be. You know what it means? Nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Fucking <laughs> it doesn't nothing. mean anything. It's a, it's a fucking coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like the Mayan calendar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are like, Rucker Hauer, when he yeah. dies. No Stradamus.
1: What... <laughs> Obviously, that guy's fucking wrong about a lot of shit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's uh just before The Gold Rush, starring Charlie Chaplin. Okay.
1: Anything else that I've seen? Like what?
0: What? Uh, what? that you've seen?
1: Yeah. Like what are what are people ranking this above? Uh, Harry
0: Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part Two.
1: Y- okay. Yeah.
0: Um. The Grand Budapest Hotel. All
1: right.
0: That's. It's taking it a step too far. Yeah, then. it's
1: a little step. I think. Uh, the Deer Hunter. Uh, deer Hunters.
0: Oh, Hacksaw Ridge. Mm-hmm.
1: Really, that's in the top two hundred and fifty. I know. Yeah, uh, some of this shit's like recency. I, it's
0: recency bias. Yeah, because um, um, I'm looking. Uh, that's ahead of. Um. Like, Gran Torino is ahead of Blade Runner. I mean, <laughs> would you rank Gran Torino in the top two hundred and fifty of all time?
1: It's a Gran Torino is an enjoyable movie. It's, it's good. It's it's a good character movie, but it's I feel like this I feel like Blade Runner's a little bit more important than Blade Runner. I mean of course that's how if it depends on. You mean Blade
0: Runner's a little more important than Grand Turin? Correct, correct correct, right. Yeah. A yeah. little Blade, more influential. You'd yeah. Say. Which yeah.
1: if is that if that's how we're rating these like as far as influence no. or if it just strictly movie?
0: Yeah. What would you rather watch? Grand Turin or Blade Runner? <sighs> depends what kind of mood I'm in. Exactly.
1: Now. So story, Gran Torino has a better story. Better story, yeah. Better Um, screenplay for sure. But I mean production value and just like mood and like whole thing. I mean, obviously Blade Runner, Uh, Blade Runner had a has a more of a potential for a better story than what Gran Torino. Um,
0: And I think Blade Runner would be more enjoyable in the theater than Gran Torino. I'd rather watch Blade Runner in the theater.
1: Yeah, I've seen Gran Torino in the theater. Um, So have I. I would like to watch. I wouldn't mind watching this in the theater. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I'd the, rather watch Twenty Forty Nine in the theater.
0: Uh, I saw Twenty Forty Nine in the theater and it was awesome. Uh, I did not because That's very good. I. Because yeah. you suck. Well, yeah. Yeah, like kind of loser. I couldn't
1: fucking <laughs> <laughs> couldn't stay awake through the first one. I wasn't gonna. Twenty Forty
0: Nine. That runtime is like three hours. Know, and 15... or two hours, two and a half. Twenty Forty Nine is is fucking awesome. It is. It's, it's, it's fantastic.
1: Good but I watched it in the comfort of my own home just in case I uh-huh. fell asleep. That way someone won't be feeling me up in the movie theater. Gotcha.
0: 2049 would be great to see in IMAX. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. It's got some great shots. That's something they can re-release. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just how do you view the movie is if you're, in terms of influential. Yes. I would say Blade Runner is one of the most influential movies ever made. I would say that because just watching it, I'm like, these are, A lot of the production design and the the mood and the setting and the tone, like other movies have ripped it off, like ad nauseum since.
1: Yeah. I I feel like the aesthetic, yes. Um, And I mean, I'm sure there's some people that this was like their Star Wars or their Jurassic Park. This was the reason they wanted to make a movie or something like that. Um, I like the, again, I like the. like the setting i like the the feel and the mood Um, yeah i i can see i don't know if it's i don't know if it's the influence or if it's just like the goth ish
0: there's a little bit of that in there actually there's a a lot of that in there
1: um but i mean i felt uh like fifth element i could i could see like I felt like was getting a lot from this movie. Like
0: it's a brighter version of Blade Runner. That's what I thought. So the flying car and Blade Runner, I'm like, did every movie since now rip off the same design of the flying car and Blade Runner? Yeah. Every or each. just
1: logically, maybe that's how they would have to, to look. You have to have some yeah, kind right. of levitation it, Whatever. Fifth
0: element, they're like, what do you want the car to look like? I don't know. Did you watch Blade Runner? Just whatever. You've <laughs> just seen Back to the Future Part Two, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> just do that. That's fine. Yeah. So, I think overall, I would say Blade Runner is one of the all time most influential movies, but in terms of like my if I had to make a list of the all time greatest movies, I don't think Blade Runner would would make it okay It's still so, good, so in your still
1: opinion, good. is Blade Runner
0: really that good? What does that even mean? <laughs> it's influential. Uh, is is it
1: good enough to warrant a lot of people bicker and argue? As far as is he a replicant? Is like it, I, is that like,
0: that conversation doesn't interest me. Yeah, because it's it's a waste of time in mm-hmm. my eyes. But uh, would I recommend it to someone? Just a casual, like my dad. No, my dad would be bored to mm-hmm. tears, and he'd probably make fun of me. Like, why did you think I would enjoy that movie? What is wrong with you?
1: (laughs) I'm glad I have other sons. (laughs) And you're not the
0: only one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It depends on who's, who can handle a slow burn and who, I don't know. I don't want to say appreciate. I don't want to say like a a pretentious douche. Like, do you appreciate? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's stupid. Uh, I mean, for me, yeah, it's a good movie. Okay. But... I for other people no. My
1: closing thought, like I think, I I understand why people like this, and I can understand why people want to rewatch this a lot. Mm-hmm. Having seen it now, I'm interested in watching the other versions of it. So I'm more inclined to watch it to where before I did not care one way or the other if I ever saw this movie, uh, just because of my experience in the past with it. Um, but I understand why people dig it. I understand why uh, people could get into it and get into that world. And because, I mean, they, they do a great job setting the mood. Um, and so I 100% ag- agree and understand why people really get into this. However, is it, in my opinion, if, is Blade Runner really that good? I, no. <laughs> <laughs> And what doesn't for me is it's the story. Um, Okay. And because everything, everything's a story. This, this felt at times like an art piece. Okay. Like it was trying to be vague. Like it was trying to be smart to where they had a very good structure there for them that they could explore. Like a human beginning to show empathy, empathy to a machine. Mm. Um, and not look at it as a thing, but more as a person. Um, it's a very interesting storyline. I think they fumbled the ball on that. Um, and I th- I think they they could have done better story-wise, but in, in my opinion, everything starts and ends with story. St- story is everything. And if you can't get that right, um, you want to make an art piece or like some kind of mood thing. I don't, I don't know if theatrical movies are vehicle for that but um do i so
0: how dare you put story (laughs) over pizzazz um but yeah who do you think you are that's that's my opinion i mean it's a good opinion i agree with you but i i mean i still i i enjoyed it yeah but I, i i i didn't hate it i mean i don't i enjoyed watching it
1: yeah i i i'm i'm disappointed because it could have been so much better
0: is it worth all the hype no no it's no, not no like like i said i wouldn't even rank it if i were to make a 250 film list it wouldn't be on there if anything 2049 As in if, our, if, if there was a shot of a blade runner uh blade runner uh, uh what's the word i'm looking for damn it uh not atmosphere uh, collage or like no a uh thumbnail fuck not franchise doesn't matter if i had to put a blade runner movie in the two, top 250 it would be 2049 over mm-hmm. the original one yeah I, but i don't even know if 2049 would even make it in the list mm-hmm. for what you just said the story if the story's not there then yeah it, as an
1: artistic endeavor i thought it i thought it was good mm-hmm. i thought it was great um yep a lot of a lot of love the love the music acting's great
0: it's just you're right a little slim on the story. Yeah. So, what are you going to do? Yeah. So, but yeah.
1: Uh, so, you'd be willing to say Blade Runner really is that good?
0: <coughs> Final answer no, it's not that good. Okay. Me too. I agree. It's not all it's built up to be, unfortunately.
1: So, um, <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, anything, anything else? else no no i'm, I'm good. good all right yeah well
1: join us next time uh as we get in the loving mood Ooh. yeah let's let's just kind of set the mood just a little sneak peek and uh mm. we're gonna get together next time and we're gonna list <laughs> yeah and discuss mm,
0: <laughs> our top five favorite romantic comedies it's going to be great. Yeah, it will be great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie, that was a little off putting uh, being right next to you. Just listen to it a little bit. More uh, I don't want so to anymore. Once,
1: once this episode gets nice and published, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll slip it on
0: down and just. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> that, that, the combination of words. <laughs> not good. Uh, next time, I'm going to do the whole podcast with this voice.
1: Yeah. Just. Ooh.
0: What's that, uh, what is it, SR, what is that? ASMR. ASMR, yeah. Oh, yeah doing some crinkling. just crinkling. Uh, crinkling of the... I get the is, sound effect from the burbs, the sardines. Yeah, just
1: uh, <laughs> just get, make my mouth get really saliva with them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst sound. Uh, but yeah,
1: join us next time. Uh, we'll listen and discuss our top five romantic comedies. We're going to have the wives on. We will have the wives on. We're
0: going to have some guests, too. Yeah,
1: have some guests, the wives, ugh.
0: Get ready for the estrogen party. Yeah, just Mm. a lot of just overbearing voices. Yeah, God, just just bickering,
1: just putting you down. Yep,
0: not letting you be a man, not letting you talk. Ugh, just under underhanded underhanded comment after underhanded uh, comment, passive aggressiveness.
1: Just the you'll just see you won't see it because it's a podcast, but just the disappointment in their
0: eyes throughout the whole experience. (laughs) Just wondering why we why we got ourselves into the situation <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah uh, that'll be next time yep and as always you can go by our website uh cast name.com comment on episodes listen to past episodes all that good stuff write to our email uh but that'll be next time uh so uh yeah
0: till next time jay mm-hmm.
1: till next time Matt.